0: Infotrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Some folks claim chicken soup is the best medicine, but a research study at the University of Southern California shows that fasting, eating nothing at all, may actually regenerate the immune system. To explain, we welcome Walter Longo, Professor of Gerontology and the Biological Sciences at USC. He's also director of the Longevity Institute at the University of Southern California. Professor, some say that fasting diets are unhealthy, but what did your study reveal?
1: First of all, we've been working on this for many years. But this particular study, a lot of it done in mice, but also a component done in humans, suggests that fasting can cause the immune system and the stem cells that give rise to the immune system to switch into a regenerative mode. And in fact, this regenerative mode ends up in either rejuvenated immune system or a immune system that has a healthy level of cells
0: or components. What is the optimal length of a fast that you found?
1: Well, in humans, we're now carrying out a uh, clinical trial We don't have them do a fast anymore because it's a little tough for most people, but it's what we call a fasting mimicking diet. So a diet that is about anywhere from 750 to 1,000 calories per day, and the diet has been identified to replace fasting, so to do what fasting does without having to do the complete fast. And this lasts five days.
0: Have you studied fasts where people only perhaps have water, you know, a very strict fast?
1: Yes, We've been doing that for a number of years with cancer patients where, for example, we just finished a phase one clinical trial and 18 patients that have done one to three days of water-only fasting.
0: I've noticed and I've read and observed that when different creatures, humans or dogs or cats, are sick, they will stop eating or they'll lose their appetite, as if this is a natural function of the body to help it heal. Is that correct, or is that just sort of a random occurrence? It's
1: hard to know, because of course, the alternative hypothesis would be that if you're sick, you don't want to add, and not all the sicknesses lead to this voluntary starvation. So the alternative hypothesis would be that you just don't want to put additional energy into your intestine, having to uh, digest food and process new food. So, you know, there could be all kinds of reasons for it. But yes, of course, one of it could be that the body is trying to organize to fix itself in multiple ways before we have shown that the fasting causes protection of the cells. And now, I think we're adding to it by showing that it can cause regeneration of the cells by activating stem cells.
0: Is this something that our average listener could conduct a fast on their own for three days, or does this require medical supervision?
1: It requires medical supervision. Now, with these fasting mimicking diets, the hope is that soon enough they'll become available, they'll be clinically tested hopefully they'll be fairly inexpensive. Of course, people in those four or five days won't have to pay for food, right? So that's another advantage, but they will have to be medically supervised. So whether it's a registered dietitian or a physician, they will have to make sure that the patient can, in fact, undergo fasting. People think of fasting as something that is fairly straightforward and non-dangerous, but actually fasting is very, very powerful and And you can think of it as as powerful as a cocktail of very strong drugs. So for example, if a diabetic person using insulin undergoes fasting, that could be as bad as lethal, right? So now you have insulin injection and the fasting makes the insulin work better and all of a sudden you have the person's glucose drop to a very low level. And that could be as problematic as that. You I mean, this is very rare, right? So it's not something that is common, but it'd be important for a diabetologist and a doctor to tell the diabetes patient, you can't do this. And if you do do it, sometimes you have to do it in a clinic, understanding all the consequences. And other people for whom it could be problematic, people that have hypotension, so low blood pressure, people that have hypertension, but they're taking hypertension drugs. In most cases, it can be managed, but, for example, for a hypertense person, you will need the cardiologist to say, okay, fine, let's see how you react to this, and then we adjust the drugs. So, yeah, it's necessary, particularly for people that have conditions, but really for everybody to, at least at the beginning, do it with a physician or a registered
0: dietitian. What did your uh, research find in terms of cancer patients and tumor growth
1: Yes, so we've done a lot of animal work on this. And in animals, we've been showing with several papers that the combination of fasting and the chemotherapy particularly is very, very effective, much more effective than the chemotherapy alone or the fasting alone. So now in a variety of cancers, we can basically get rid of the cancer completely in anywhere from 20 to 60% of the mice that have the cancer and you really get zero of cancer-free mice when you use either chemotherapy alone or fasting alone. Hmm. Now, for humans, we're doing a number of clinical trials, and they're looking very promising, suggesting there is a protection of the blood cells of the patients. We're fasting for 72 hours in combination with chemotherapy, so that is promising. And there are a number of other hospitals doing multiple clinical trials on fasting, and so... Hopefully, within a year or so, we'll have more data, and we hope that some of this can move into the mainstream.
0: We're talking on InfoTrack with Professor Walter Longo of the University of Southern California, and we're talking about fasting and how it can regenerate the immune system. Professor, the results of your study, are they being met with controversy, or is there any skepticism out there about these results?
1: If you don't have skepticism, you probably haven't found anything that good. (laughs) I think that there's skepticism and that's good and we don't mind it. And I think the majority of people realize that these are very strong results, but they need to be repeated by others. They need to be tested clinically in bigger clinical trials. So we feel very confident about it, but That's a process, and that's good that there is skepticism.
0: I know in other cultures and in other parts of the world, fasting is considered much more of a mainstream thing than perhaps it is in the Western world.
1: Yes, not too many places, but Germany is one of them. Perhaps as many as a couple of million people that practice fasting periodically. I mean, they don't do it once a month, but they may do it once or twice a year. There are some regions of Russia where fasting is practiced commonly, but there's not too many places. If you look at history, that was much, much more prevalent.
0: Some say that a fast, besides what you say about the immune system and so on, that it also can play sort of a housekeeping role with the body, allow, for example, the liver to cleanse itself of stored toxins and so on. Is that true? Is there anything to that belief?
1: A lot of it is really not well studied not much of it has been really shown but we do know for example and that's a fact that the cells undergo something called autophagy after a few days of starvation many many of the cells of a human body or a mouse undergo a process of cleansing inside basically so the various compartments are eating up a lot of the molecules and macromolecules in it and they're basically setting up ...for a long starvation period. So there is clearly a intracellular inside of the cell cleaning up. Now whether the liver or organs are cleaned up is not clear, and that's one of the things we're looking at. So we started with the regeneration of a system. Now we're looking at, is there regeneration of organs?
0: Well, it's fascinating stuff. Professor Walter Longo, who is Professor of Gerontology and the Biological Sciences at the University of California... Professor, thank you so much for joining us today on InfoTrack. Sure, thank you. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.